loved me a hundred times Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die Real life! I, 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 stand alive, stand alive, stand alive, stand alive Another one, yeah Try me a hundred times Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die DJ Khaled! in advance, but I'm outside, but I'm just outside, yo, it's King No Uncensored, New Music Fridays, maybe, <laughs> we gotta talk about this, now the theme song is definitely the topic of conversation, so DJ Khaled drops his new single with Lil Baby and Drake, Khaled is doing what Khaled does, uses every lifeline like on who wants to be a millionaire because nobody's buying what he's selling and even though I like Khaled's last two albums they're not they wasn't really hitting like the other Khaled albums just because you have a personal like for something doesn't mean it's any good it's just it just means you like it but if you're putting on your critic hat and you're measuring up the music that Khaled used to put out versus the music he's putting out now, it's a major contrast. Yes, I've given Khaled decent ratings. He hasn't necessarily dropped an album where I feel like it's a piece of shit, but he's trending toward, trending toward that direction. And you know, Khaled pays artists to be on his albums. And that's completely fine. Khaled used to put out all the hood anthems every summer. Now, he just goes by names alone and wants to work with the biggest artists that he can versus like sticking to the artists. I mean, it's the thing like, it sucked that him and Ace Hood ended their partnership. Like, I like Ace Hood on these Khaled albums. His presence is missed. He still puts Ross on there, but he'll put Ross on one song. It's just like missing the initial ingredients that made Khaled Khaled. Now, let's get to this song. 
Stand alive. Like, I heard a lot of people shitting on this record. The streets then told me. But these are white people here. Gives a fuck about their opinion. My opinion on this shit is I enjoyed this record. Now, is it like the song of the year? Not really. But is it one of the better collabs of the year? Sure. A lot of people feel like um, they didn't like Drake using Staying Alive in his hook. I'm like, well, at least they didn't take the sample and niggify it like Wyclef and Proz did years ago, which I felt like it was dope to me, to me. Drake just used it in the hook and I understood what he was saying on the song. And then you got two of the hottest artists out right now. Two of the highest selling artists. These two niggas have not put out an album. Well, actually, I take that back. Drake has put out an album this year. But Lil Baby has not put out an album since 2020. This year, my turn has sold over 600,000 copies. Baby's not in no rush. He can just do these features, make these, make this money off the singles, and then put out the album whenever the fuck he wants to. I'm pretty sure QC uh, <laughs> is going to put the record out eventually. Well, my thoughts on the song, I don't hate it. It's not a five out of five. I think it's maybe four and a half out of five. It's catchy. I like the beat. I like the vibe. But a lot of people are, are saying that this is going to be the best song on Khaled album because Khaled album going to be ass. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it was ass. But, you know, you got to remain optimistic on that shit. Oh, man. The Migos. Unkin' Poop. I mean, Unkin' Few. Did rolling loud, and them niggas got booed. They got booed like like Shook Knight did at the at the '95 Source Awards. They were performing Slippery, and midway through Slippery, the fans were just not feeling it. They were like lightweight booing. Which leads me to the question. Are these niggas not feeling the Migos no more? After all they've done for you these last 10 years, you're not feeling them no more? They don't love you no more? Are the fans tired of the Migos? I mean, Culture 3 was a dope-ass album. But it didn't sell. This shit flopped. Then... Takeoff, Offset, and Quavo's albums didn't do as well. And now, Offset, I mean, Takeoff and Quavo are doing their own thing as a group while Offset is preparing his second uh, solo album, which a lot of people are anticipating. <laughs> so, are they tired of Quavo and Takeoff? Because we know why Offset is trending upward. I mean, it's because of his relationship with his wife. And that alliance is working out for him well. 
Was it the fact that Offset wasn't performing with the Migos? Is that the reason why that they're not feeling them? I have a mixed opinion on this. I just feel like, you know, to do Rolling Loud, I mean, even Sweetie got a better reaction than the Migos at Rolling Loud. I just feel like, you know, their time has passed. Just like any other artist, you know what I'm saying? All runs, I, I keep saying this, all runs don't last forever. And they'll throw an artist away like yesterday's garbage and do the uh, Fresh Prince like they did to Ashley. Ashley Banks and shit. That shit was weak last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how they do. You know, they can come back and, 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 and tour, you know, but the questions have always been like, is Offset like still in the group? Or is he like, you know, or did he quit the Migos? They haven't said anything and they haven't confirmed anything. I'm just telling you what I know, which is Offset is working on a new solo album. And Takeoff and Quavo are doing a group album together. Just like it was when Offset couldn't stay out of jail back in the day. But, you know, the million dollar question is, does anyone care? That's the million dollar question. Does anyone give a fuck? I mean, me personally, I'm interested. I, I want to I wanna hear it. But to current fans, it's just like, you know, they'll call the Migos old. <laughs> they'll, they'll say something ignorant like, uh, the Migos are old. So. LeBron James has not signed the extension that the Lakers offered him. I think they offered him a two-year, $85 million deal to sign an extension. Whew. It's a lot of cheese, Bron, Bron, but Bron, like, fuck that. It's a reason why. I mean, LeBron feels like the Lakers have done nothing to improve the roster, which is facts, which is true. They still got the same, damn near the same team that they had last year it doesn't look like Carmelo Anthony is headed back there but we'll talk talk uh, on that in a second it's just like LeBron wants a championship contending team this is all that he wants he can't have another season like he did last year because if he tries and he scores like if he's averaging like 30 he's gonna hurt himself he cannot play. <laughs> he cannot play like 37, 38 minutes like he did last year. He'll fuck around and hurt himself. 
And the, and the uh, Laker execs are not happy with Anthony Davis. They want to move him. Another thing. Another thing that's understandable. It's like, look, bro. You've been hurt. What? How many seasons has Anthony Davis been there? Three? Two out of those three seasons, like, he was hurt. When you had him, they won the championship. No matter how they won it, no matter what my opinion is on that fake championship, they still have the rings. Like, they want to move AD. It's just like, and Bron's like, look, man, if you got to move him to get me a championship roster, then that's fine. So what are you going to do? Are you going to trade AD for KD? Because I think that's probably more of a realistic thing. But Sean Marks' ass is going to be like, well, if we take an AD, we want five first-round picks. <laughs> y'all going to deal with that. If y'all if y'all want Kyrie, you know. I, that's why I'm saying, like, I wouldn't make a deal with Sean Marks this year. I would just sign K, uh, uh, Kyrie in free agency next year. i just wait. LeBron doesn't give a fuck about the Lakers' future. Trade those picks. Get Kyrie here. I don't give a fuck. Because you're not really going to get anything for Russ. And then wherever Russ goes, that team is going to buy, buy him out. And everything that I heard about discussions and shit about Russell Westbrook, wherever Russell Westbrook ends up getting traded to, unless it's the Knicks... The Knicks is probably the only team that probably want to keep him. And Charlotte has expressed interest in him. That would be a little bit more uh, realistic. I think that would be the way to go if you were the Los Angeles, Angeles Lakers. i try to fuck with Mike. See what Mike offer for uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Because Danny Ainge is greedy. San Antonio wants the Lakers first round picks and shit. We know Sean Marks is a Mark ass nigga. So <laughs> y'all might as well just wait until Russell Westbrook contract expires and sign Kyrie. It's that fucking simple. As far as Anthony Davis concerned, I don't know on that. Y'all gave him that, that extension. Y'all said he was the future of the Lakers. But I guess their management is just tired of him being injury prone. Now, speaking of Carmelo, Carmelo is actually close to signing with Golden State. Not necessarily a guarantee, but it, they've been talking and negotiating things. And it seems to be going well, but we don't know exactly if he's going to sign there though but they've at least been negotiating a possible contract for him to go there and I would love to see that because Carmelo would win a championship Irv Gotti Irv Gotti oh, so the full drink champs episode came out listen man First of all, I don't give a fuck if you judge me for saying this, but I didn't watch the whole thing in its entirety. What for? 
what human being would sit around and watch Gotti and Ja for three hours? I sure wouldn't. It's just more Gotti bullshit. Hey, yo, so basically, right, we're waiting on Nas to hop on Can I Live. Jay-Z was dropping off 80 bricks on I-95, just coming on out. And I was, God, I, I, I hate guys like him. Yes, Jay-Z is an admitted drug dealer. We get it. But this is just borderline dry snitching. You couldn't say Jay Hove was doing his thing. You know, you know, he was doing the things that he was doing in his past life on the way there. You had to say 80 bricks from I-95. Man, this nigga would be a... Uh... Have y'all watched Power uh, Book 2? That nigga is a Dante-ass nigga. The fucking king of global snitching-ass nigga. That's what that nigga Irv Gotti remind me of, bro. Why are you telling about what Jay was doing before? Man, this nigga just wants to be that nigga. Like, bro, y'all and Murder, Inc. niggas had a two, three-year run. Y'all had a run from like 2000 to 2002. That was y'all era. And Irv, you just got 100 million. But as they say, money can't unlame a lame. And corny niggas get rich too. And it's just a fucking shame. This nigga was really sad. This man moved 80 bricks, dog. <laughs> oh my god, this nigga's the king of exaggeration. Now, however, do I believe the Nas story? I don't think that's the Nas story that I heard, but get your clout, Gotti. Jay-Z hasn't come out and said anything about it. The story that I heard was, yes, Nas was supposed to be on Reasonable Doubt, but he was supposed to be, it was supposed to be him and AZ doing a record together for Reasonable Doubt. And that song happened to be Bring It On. That was on Reasonable Doubt. That They were replaced by Jazzo and Sauce Money. That was the track I heard Nas was supposed to be on. I think Gotti capping, but I may be wrong. Maybe he's not capping, but me personally, my thoughts is I think he's capping. That wasn't the Nas story that I heard. The Nas story I heard was Nas and AZ was supposed to be on Bring It On. Primo set it up and Nas and AZ was supposed to be on that song man and Nas stood him up and then the Ashanti thing like Ja is sitting right there even Ja you know said that you you on some clown shit right now you you, you fooling you know even Ja had to say something like, God damn, Gotti, chill. 
Like, he ain't Chet Gotti, but you know what I mean. You know how I go. When you're... This Ashanti shit, bro. This nigga gonna say, uh, Ashanti, you know, wrote happy. We was fucking and shit, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I called Chinks on the phone. Chinks Santana, for those that don't know, his co-producer. He, he was like, do 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 Which I, I believe that story that he called him and had Chinks play the, uh, you know, the chords on the record. Gotti's more of a drum pad nigga. He's a drum program nigga. He does the drums on, on, on tracks. And then, you know, Ashanti uh, started singing and all that other shit. And that's how Happy came about. Now, do I believe this story? Yeah, kind of. But why would you put it out there? Because first of all, nigga, when Ashanti gets asked the question about Bone and Irv Gotti, you know what she says? She declines to answer. Meaning that she doesn't want to claim that she had a relationship with you due to the fact that you know, in the you know in the uh, music industry, a lot of chicks you know fuck producers or fuck their CEOs. If you look at Mariah Carey and Tommy Mottola situation, you know what I'm saying. And there's plenty more where that came from, but too long of a discussion here. It's just, dude, like, she doesn't claim you as a body. And then the funny part is Nelly recently bought her out on stage. And then, you know, he told that story about, you know, Nelly and everything. Finding out about Nelly. Yeah, Irv Gotti's a weirdo. Man, enjoy your money. And he talking about, but I'm over the situation. No, you not. You not, nigga. Because you keep bringing this shit up. Now, Anthony Davis was seen with uh, Kevin Durant, and so was James Harden. Is AD trying to recruit Kevin Durant to go to the Lakers? But here's the problem, though. You would get traded for him, fool. It's no way that they could fit you. The Nets don't want Russ and you for Kevin Durant, bro. That's one thing you should know. They don't love you like that in my Draymond Green voice. They don't love you like that. They trying to trade your ass right now. Now, James Harding recruiting Kevin Durant to go to Philly. Ah, Philly fans, do y'all got enough to get KD over there? y'all think that y'all got enough role players to give up and picks to give up for KD? If I was Philly, I'd have mixed feelings about this. I mean, yes, I want KD on my team for a championship. But however, once again, the man hasn't played a full season in four years. Do you want to mortgage your future for a guy like that? Or you just want to wait 
and build off what you got now. All right, let's get into these album reviews. Now, rapper Kamaya from the Bay Area dropped a deluxe edition to her EP that she released called Divine Timing this year. And in my opinion, I felt like Divine Timing, the original, was kind of mid. Not going to hold you, despite me being a fan of hers. But however, this deluxe edition is so much better. And we're going to go down the line here. Uh, Reloaded, definitely giving me, it's giving uh, Detroit vibes a little bit. You know, she's been linking up with our artists, you know what I'm saying? I think she had... um, Cash Kid and Sada Baby on the original version of um, Divine Timing, right? When I swing, I could tell that Cardo did this beat. I could be wrong, but I doubt it because the production credits are not available. So I can't really confirm yet whether Cardo's the producer. But when I swing, it's catchy. That should be a hit. But I don't think it's going to hit because, you know, Kamaya's independent. So it's hard to, like, get major radio play as an independent artist unless you, like, a hot star from the past. But when I swing, yeah, man, catchy as fuck. Yeah, so fascinating definitely a very catchy record you know she predominantly sings on this record and it's definitely mesmerizing in my opinion blue maserati remix with lloyd lloyd killed this shit not gonna hold y'all lloyd definitely killed this song i gotta give it to him you know what i'm saying Some shape, man, bruh. Kamaya and payroll, man. Listen, this was this one of my favorite collaborations of the year. It's not the best collaboration, but definitely one of my favorites. Payroll bodies this song. Uh, fuck with me, definitely one of those uh tracks that are one of my favorites on there. Dope ass beat. It's on the flow. Man. It's on the flow. It's fucking dope to me. Play a partner featuring Dej Loaf. The real Dej Loaf and shit. Not Corey LeRae, but Dej Loaf. The mother of a lot of y'all niggas. I like Player Partner as well. Like, this whole uh, deluxe edition is way better than the original, in my opinion. Now, let's get to Calvin Harris' new album, Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2. Now, the original, that motherfucker close to a classic. I'm not going to front. Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2 is dope. 
but it doesn't have like a lot of memorable moments like the first one did. But this project isn't trash by no way, shape, or form. I don't think this is a trash album to me. I know what trash sounds like. Alright, let's get to the intro, which is pretty much just an instrumental. Nothing more, nothing less. Money with 21 Savage. Even though the beat doesn't fit what 21 Savage normally does, it's a breath of fresh air because of how different it is. You know what I'm saying? So it was impressive for 21 Savage to adjust and make the track his own. And the beat is funky and it's fire. Potion with Dua Lipa and Young Thug. This is the single from the album. Um, it's cool. It's it's good to uh, hear Young Thug. You know. You know, based on his situation and stuff, it's good to hear his voice. The track is definitely dope. Can't knock it at all. Woman of the year. Yo, I swear to God, I thought that third verse was Dej Loaf. I was kind of like hot to hear that it was Corey LeRae. Because, you know, Corey LeRae part on here was, was dope as hell. Gotta give her... Gotta give her her props. Um, it also features Stefan Don and Chloe. Stefan Don part was was hard. Yeah, Woman of the Year was a vibe for show for show. Yeah, but um, obsessed with Charlie Puth and Shinzia. Um, man, this is a hit record on paper. You know, just based on the content, the singing, I like the vibe of this song. Definitely the vibe of this song is what got me there with this. And Charlie and Shinsia, you know, Shinsia with her, you know, fuck niggas get money mindset. Then Charlie Puth, you know, puts his little white boy shit on there. New to you with Normani, Tanache, and Offset. This is definitely my favorite record on here. Offset definitely kills the verse. Yeah, this song is fucking dope. Ready or not with Busta Rhymes. Man. That song is dope as fuck. I don't think these young niggas would appreciate some shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Because Busta rhyming his ass off. He's adapting. And he's still being himself. You know, with his speed, pace, flow. Well, he's not rapping it. You know, fast like he was on Chris Brown's song, but 
Busta has like one of the best flows ever, and he showcases this heavily on Ready or Not. Stay with me, part one with Justin Timberlake, Halsey, and Pharrell Williams. This shit is cool. It's got like a 19, late 1970s, early 80s kind of disco vibe to it. It's definitely different. Stay with me, part two. I think part two is better than part one. That's just me. It features the same people. Pharrell and Halsey and Justin Timberlake. Somebody else with Georgia Smith and Lil Durk. Who would have thought that uh, Dirk and Georgia Smith would work well together? Uh, based on the content of the song, I see why they picked Dirk to be on here. I think he fit the concept well. Somebody else is definitely one of the surprises on here. Nothing more to say with Six Black and Deneo. Fire. Especially the, the bridge with Deneo on here. Definitely catchy as fuck to me. Live my best life with Snoop and Lotto. Now that's a very interesting choice for a collabo with, with Snoop and Lotto. I think they work pretty well together and sound good on the same track as, you know, Calvin Harris adds a little bit of a West Coast vibe to it, but still kind of tailored to his sound. Lean on me with Sway Lee. This was disappointing as fuck. Now I understand that Sway Lee does stuff like this. This isn't a knock on Sway Lee's talent But I really just hate this song I just don't like it I fucking hate it I did not enjoy it One bit It's, it's the worst song on here Definitely a skip Probably the only skip that I've seen On this album period though Day one with Pharrell and Pusha T Pusha T kills this verse And I like this song The song is really dope. All in all, uh, Funkway Bounce Volume 2, despite it not having like the home run that, um, what was that song with Ariana Grande and Young Thug on that Calvin Harris album? I forgot the name of the song. And then the, the Fields record, it's not, it doesn't have one of those, those records on here. Or a slide with Frank Ocean and the Migos. It doesn't have one of those type of songs on here that's like ready for a commercial. I mean, obviously the Stay With Me joint probably would be the choice, but it's not better than the three records that I named that was on the previous project. Now, however, it's a... Despite it being a level down from Funk Waves Volume 1, it's not a bad album. Just like I said, it really has one song that I don't like on here. All the rest of, of the songs on here are likable. But it's just not a classic. That's all. It's just a very good listen and I enjoyed myself while listening to it. But yeah, that's my show. This is King Known Uncensored. New Music Fridays. Maybe. Y'all enjoy yourselves. Stay safe out there in these streets. I'm out.